2: Craft Brood Sports Cincinnati style is brought to you by Minuteman Tickets. Football season is in full swing and basketball season is back. There's only one spot you should be heading to get your tickets, and that's Minuteman Tickets. Look, everybody, we love Minuteman. They're Ohio guys and they're sports fans, and they're not going to screw you over like other ticketing places. It's not just football or basketball either. They've got it all. Baseball, hockey, theater, rib cook-offs, doesn't matter. Hit them up, MinutemanTickets.com, or give them a call, 614-943-3000, and avoid all of the fees. Tell them you heard about them right here on Craft Root Sports Cincinnati Style.
1: Craft Root Sports Cincinnati Style is also brought to you by More Labs. Drink one bottle of morning recovery while you're partying and bounce back quickly the next morning, guaranteed. Go to morelabs.com and use the code SPORTS at checkout for 20% off your non subscription purchase.
2: Hey, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Craft Brood Sports Cincinnati Style. I am Mike. With me, as always, is Scott. Joe over there behind the computer. Joe, how you doing today, man?
3: What to do, baby?
2: Fantastic, Joe. Uh, Scott, we got the dub, babe. I we guess that's all dub. they needed was for us to take a break. That's all they needed. We <laughs> needed a week off, and they were like, okay, now we can Those get Those
1: idiots one. aren't doing the show. Time to come out
2: strong. <laughs> but a dub's a dub, baby. The Bengals get the win. Off uh, the schneid. Andy Dalton coming back in, just <laughs> a triumphant, savior. yes, the, the red-headed savior for this team. I'm super excited. We'll talk all about the win uh, and looking ahead at the Browns game coming up. We've got Reds talk, some moves being made already here for our Redlegs. Mm. Uh, we got the shootout coming up on Saturday. I uh, can't wait for that one. What a, a difference a couple weeks makes in that shootout. <laughs> That was it. Did I did not think it was going to be this setup that we've got coming up? We've got Memphis and Cincinnati part two. Yes, because <laughs> they played <laughs> and now they're playing again. Really weird. It was a play in game for this upcoming <laughs> play in game. They, they had both done. had automatic bids, but they had to play it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. And of course, we're going to do that hockey. Oh, uh-huh. hockey talk. Can't wait to do some, some cyclones hockey talk. We will get to all of that a little bit later on in the show. Uh, super fun time coming up here. Let's get right in to this Bengal stock. Cause man, I am feeling good today, man. Real good. It ain't the Jets. <laughs> it ain't the Jets.
1: Well, we said it. I mean, we looking, looking ahead at the schedule. This was the part of the season between the Raiders game and this one and Miami coming up
2: shortly where it was like, Hey, if they're going to win, there's your, there's your this window. Is, yes, there's, this is, there's your shot. This was even one before the season. Uh, it, well, I guess after week one, when they had the the close loss to Seattle, where it was like, all right, this team has a sure. shot. This was the Jets game was one that we pointed to as like that's a right. that's a W. Well, I
1: mean, just coming in, just because the Jets in general were are in the usual Jetness of disarray
2: right. and looking like they're going to be completely garbage, but then the last few weeks they kind of came on. And what's crazy to me is not that the the Bengals won this game because I mean, I guess that is kind of crazy given what they've done this season, but it was like. Straight out domination. It was never in doubt. Yeah, this was a a, a win. Jets kicked a field goal, and that was pretty much it. <laughs> that was the end of it. Uh, Dalton sets the franchise record for touchdown passes uh, with that first touchdown pass, which I didn't realize. We never talked about it. I didn't even realize he had tied Ken Anderson's record <laughs> when he got benched. That was that's nuts to me. How did that storyline get buried? Yeah. And it was. And like, I didn't hear anybody talk about it until this week. Right. When he set the record, everybody was like, by the way, he was tied with Ken Anderson and they got Benjamin. What the hell? How did nobody mention that before? Uh, so Dalton is, now- uh, I'm very happy for Andy Dalton though. Let me I just throw too. that out there. He deserves like, that. Good
1: for him. He's dealt with a lot of crap. And in this season, I, I do think that, you know, Taylor kind of, if there's one thing to point to this year for me, as far as him kind of being questionable, as far as, the head coaching call it's how he's handled this whole quarterback change because yep. the timing was very weird and then you you know kind of had to go back hat in hand to Andy Dalton cuz things weren't working out for Finley and now you know Dalton wins this game and everybody said well you know if they had had Dalton in there for a couple of those ones that it, you know Finley started who knows what would have happened but more importantly you got this win and you, you know Dalton's back in there and presumably he's going to start the rest of the way but you still have no clue what you have in Ryan Finley because for the few week audition he had, you started him against the Ravens, right? You know, the offensive line was crap. You didn't, you know, he didn't have any of the receivers that you thought, you know, Adrian green wasn't playing on all that stuff. So, I mean, you, you put him in a, a, a not great situation to begin his NFL career and you're trying to get a look at him at it. And, and then you bench him because you got to go back to Andy. Cause it's like not really working out, but you still have no idea what you have with him. Like you can't, Conclude
2: anything from the few starts that Ryan Finley had, other than well, he was an NFL rookie and he struggled. And the craziest part about it too was, it's like, what? When you come out and say, "All right, we're going back to Dalton. He gives us the best chance to win." It's like, why did we even make the change in the first place? Well, and like, what that was my argument against making it when they did because
1: you said, "All right, we're eight games in. We've got this eight game, you know, half season in the books. We're gonna, you know, we know what we're getting from Andy Dalton. We've got to move on." Well, then you come off the bye, and I get it. You know, coaches think, well, they've got that extra week, so it'll prepare him, blah, blah, blah. But he was coming in to face one of the best teams in the NFL, the Ravens. So that didn't make much sense. Right. And at that point, I said, but again, you know, it not making sense because we even talked about, do we think we'll see Andy Dalton again? Absolutely, we thought that there would be some point, And of course, we jokingly said we figured it would be because Finley got hurt, right? right. Because the <laughs> offensive line couldn't protect him, and you know, Dalton was just going to have to come back in for injury. But it makes it really awkward where you have to make this switch to go back to the guy who's been there for a long time. Who, well, you know what you're getting out of him, and you know what he provides. And you know, the it really they really probably could have won at least one of the games that he yeah. didn't start. And so I think this is the the first question mark for me where I have like, all right, I know you're Ricky head coach and you're going to make blunder decisions, you know, in in your first year and you got to work things out. But it's like. This was one where and to Andy's credit after the game, he didn't sound bitter, he didn't no. sound like a guy who was like, "You know what? I came back to stick it to everybody that said I couldn't play and you right. know I got benched and this was to prove to everybody that you know I'm better than what you thought he was you know congratulatory for you know he's coach been fantastic and, through the whole thing even right.
2: when he was benched, you could tell there were some sour grapes there and he was pissed off with how it was handled, but he he even took that in stride where it was like I wish I would have found out earlier, but it is what it is.
1: Right, and so
2: good for him. But,
1: again, it's the first, like, uh, moment for me, for Taylor, where it's like, you can't be doing that. Like, you've got to, like, figure this out with one position, like, on the field where you cannot do this. It's quarterback. Like, you cannot be wishy-washy and one foot in, one foot out and, you know— I don't know how it's going to be all signs point to Andy Dalton not being on this team next year. And so presumably Ryan Finley still will be, you know, if they stay with that number one overall pick, even if they maybe fall back, should they win a couple more games and fall to like two or three or whatever, presumably they're going to bring a quarterback some way, shape or form. He's got to be better about handling this moving forward because it's an easy way to lose the rest of the guys in the locker room of the team. Because if they see, well, you don't know what you're doing when you're handling the quarterback position. What other positions, you know, going in and you're an offensive guy like that's right, supposed to be right, your forte.
2: You're a, you were a quarterback's coach. Right. Like, so, you like, know what other handle, calls,
1: yeah. uh, you know, are you going to make along the way that might be questionable? But again. Might not be an issue right now. It's just something that raises my eyebrows, and you'll need to keep an eye on moving forward if he's going to like eventually be a successful head coach.
2: One thing that raised my eyebrows was uh, Zach Taylor's press conference after <laughs> the game. Yeah. Zach t- then there's there was this. He's got to work Zach, on his post game. Zach Taylor. Uh, yeah. Moments. He was he was asked how it felt to win his first NFL game, uh, and his response has it's something I've listened to at least a hundred times throughout this classic week. coach speech. Uh, yeah, just the best. Go ahead, Joe. Play that clip from Zach Taylor.
1: I can't even
3: describe it. You know, uh, good, feel
2: oh, really good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, okay. Good, feel oh, really good. <laughs> I, you can see there's like a moment where Zach Taylor is like, "Oh wait, uh, I'm not supposed to be a human. I'm supposed to be a coach." Oh, oh, good, really good. Really yeah. Good. How do I but- feel? I can't even describe it. <laughs> you know, uh, good, feel oh, really good. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, enjoy it, man. It's your first win. You can be right. a person. Have yeah. a personality. I don't want him to be a Belichick type coach that just does these dry ass answers. Well, and, and, you know, the, the joke and the moment, and it's
1: like, all right, you've gone 0 and 11. So, you know, it, it. at this point, it's, it's all fun and games as far as getting your first win. They did the Gatorade bath for him. Like, <laughs> I mean, you know, it's, it's fine to like have some fun because, you're now one and eleven. Right. Your first head, you know, coaching win. Like, you can have a moment of tongue and cheekness with this whole thing. And from here on out, obviously, if if he wants to be like a Belichick clone as far as like not giving much and not trying to get emotion,
2: that's fine. But this first one, no, we had a coach just embrace it. We had a coach for however many years that didn't show any emotion. Like I sure Marvin was a guy that didn't show emotion. He was the like the prototypical. I'm just gonna. Answer these questions, and I'm going to go. And uh, you don't. You, I'm tired of that. Give me a guy right. who's a person. Like, give me a personality. Somebody who is. But that's what I'm saying. As far as him going, like it's if like my son was still playing soccer with uh, Zach Taylor's daughter. I 100% would tell him uh, on the sidelines, Zach, be a normal person, good, <laughs> be a human really being. Good. <laughs> good, really good.
3: <laughs> good. I, no, real good.
2: I mean that's
1: one of those sound bites and moments in his life where it's just like you can play it for everything. It's like, uh, so uh, how did you feel about your dinner tonight? Good, really good. <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> I yeah that was so the the quarterback situation botched. that question botched. like enjoy it man it's your first NFL win. You're never gonna get another first NFL win, so just enjoy the moment.
1: Props to the defense in this game
2: too. Dude, I know really the defense really well. looked solid. And the Sam offensive
1: Hubbard line, had a game. Uh, well, guess who was player of the week though? Carlos Dunlap. Yeah, he was Dunlap. The, yeah, the AFC Defensive Player of the Week. I mean, he balled out. But offensive line only allowed one sack, and it wasn't until midway through the third. And you know, so the offensive line played well. I just think it was one of those situations where sure they were supportive of finley that that being the team and you know they they're, they're going to play forever as a quarterback but i think it gave him a little bit of a shot in the arm a little right. bit of juice to have their Get guy this one back for there. well and and just the guy that they all you know he's been the leader right for the even if he's a silent leader and he's not like a vocal guy or whatever he has been the guy for enough years now that everybody in that locker room you know they are gonna rally behind him and yeah. so i do think that it was one of those win one for andy type moments even if andy would never you know right
2: suggest anything like that is andy gonna get a statue I mean he's got to right next to the Marvin Lewis one, right? Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah give him yeah, the the Marvin Lewis uh five hundred In fact, st- let's combine him. Let's get a statue <laughs> of Marvin hugging Andy
1: Dalton <laughs> and put it downtown. Like you know, there's like and we'll call it the
2: mediocre. <laughs> like, like that'll be the name of the actual statue. It was bizarre to me that, that when that stat came out that Andy Dalton set the franchise record for touchdown passes. I was like Yeah. That is the quietest I've bury ever that heard. lead. <laughs> (laughs) I mean, even, yeah, going into the season, it wasn't even like, oh, he's close to Ken Anderson's record and nothing. Uh, But now we move ahead and uh, we're on to Cleveland. Uh, They have the Browns coming up. The Bengals are an eight and a half point underdog going into this game. All signs point to Baker Baker, the touchdown maker, uh, coming in and uh, getting this win for the Browns. Do you think the Bengals are able to ride some momentum here or do you think Cleveland's just too dangerous? (sighs) This is, I mean, this is a tough one because the Browns have
1: been just, I mean, they're the the definite Jekyll and Hyde team this year where it's like, come in, everybody had, you know, Super Bowl expectations, at least, you know, for sure printing playoff tickets before the season started. They brought in all this talent. They're ready to take this next step. They've got, you know, a new head coach and everything seemed to be pointing the right direction. They've been up and down and you have no idea what you're going to get from them week to week. And then the Bengals, obviously, they've just mostly been terrible with flashes here and there, but they got this win. And I feel like this is a, uh, a situation where this is a team that they've owned over the last decade. Yeah. Uh, for the most part, usually winning two games a year, except for last year when the Browns, you know, finally switched, flipped this year. But this is one of those things where it's like, the Bengals still have to have pride and it's one of those big brother, little brother things where it's like, all right, we might have one win, but the Browns have been getting everybody because they were the chic pick coming into the year. They've been getting everybody's best bet. And I feel like this is one of those ones because it's in Cleveland. I still expect Cleveland to win, but I think Cleveland wins on like a last second field goal or it comes down to, you know, somebody having to make a big play for Cleveland to win this game. Like, Cincinnati makes this one more interesting than people probably think. And I know the spread is, what, like nine points or Eight something? Eight and a half,
2: yeah. Yeah, so. so which I, I picked the Browns to cover the spread on the regular season. Yeah, I, I, I don't think that the Browns cover that. I, I don't. Joe, you're a Browns fan. You think the Browns cover the spread?
3: Well, currently, Baker Mayfield, Odo Beckham Jr., and Jarvis Landry are all currently questionable.
2: Yeah, that would have been good information
3: to have when I was making my pick. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it looked like Baker looked like he broke his thumb. Bounced it off a helmet. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: And, How know, ironic is that? Yeah, yeah. A that's, lot, of, a lot of people on Twitter were ironic. like, "Oh, yeah. karma." <laughs> it, it,
3: it, it, you know, it it uh lives and dies by a Steelers helmet.
2: <laughs> Odell Beckham. No, uh, I mean, I know with him being uh, questionable, that's a, a hit to that offense. But he's also this is the longest stretch he's gone without a hundred yard game. So he's not even. I I mean. Granted, this would be the game where he blows up and gets like 200 yards receiving and four touchdowns and uh, has a breakout game. But he's not even a guy that seems like the threat. Jarvis Landry is more the threat in that offense. Well, I mean, which is is.
1: the weird part. I mean, obviously everybody thought it would be opposite, you know, and that Beckham would be balling out, but he's got one
3: touchdown on the
1: year, like Mm -hmm. one. He's been less productive with. Baker is his quarterback than he has his Eli, which is really weird. I don't, and I don't know
3: what it is. He has two touchdowns. Does he? Oh, sorry. My bad. Oh, sorry.
1: He he, doubled up what I said on me. (laughs) My bad. But no, I mean, it just, there's something not quite right about his fit within that offense. I mean, and maybe it's just as simple as he's, it's his first year in it and he's not quite familiar with it as, you know, and obviously Landry is and they've got him and Baker have the connection. But even then, you're just like, this all pro wide receiver who we know still, like, his talent hasn't gone anywhere. Yeah. Like, still hasn't been able to
2: produce. It's just been weird. It's bizarre. Uh, very bizarre. Here's where I think uh, the Bengals are going to struggle, though. I think the Bengals, even with those guys, even if they were all playing, if Landry and and Beckham are, even if they're in, the, the Bengals are going to see a steady dose of Nick Chubb. Like, <laughs> and that... Are they, terrifies though? me. Yes. Because, I mean,
1: uh, Kareem, yes. Hunt, Kareem Hunt has been edging his way in there. Well, okay, but like,
2: it's uh, going to be a running game. Like, the Browns and, and... Well, you would
1: think, but the second half of this game last week, that, you know, they lost. Uh, they only ran the ball like, six times. And
2: the Browns, uh, the Browns fans were a little,
1: uh, like, what the F. <laughs> so, I mean, like, that's the thing. Like, Kitchens has been Freddy very, is, like,
2: a, it's a strange...
1: confusing in, in the way he's run the offense. Like, it's like, oh, you have Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, and even if you didn't have Remont. You know, Chubb was leading the NFL. and is like, like killing it. Right. And, and But then you only hand the ball off six times in the entire second half. Like wh- in a game that you're leading. Like what? So, I, I don't know. I Hashtag
2: first-year coach problems.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things where it's like it's ripe for the Bengals to win and just because they're feeling themselves. But <laughs> I, I still think Cleveland finds a way to win because they're
2: at home. If this game was in Cincinnati, I'd be picking the Bengals all the way. Do we want uh, – I mean, do we want the Bengals to win? So, I, I wanted the Bengals to get a W. I didn't want them to go 0-16. But at this point now, okay, you got the monkey off your back. You got to win. The Giants are sitting there with only two wins. Now you're getting into the territory of don't ruin that first draft pick, right? You, you want that number one overall pick at this point. So do we want them to win? Uh, or do we, okay, fine. We'll take number two in the draft. That's where I'm going to struggle as a Bengals fan from here on out. Cause it's like, I don't know. Like I, I didn't want them to be 0 16, but I also, you're this bad get that number one overall pick. I'm not saying tank, but tank. The only thing, (laughs) right. No, I mean, and I'm with you Is like, you know, especially from a fan perspective, the only, the only
1: thing about that is, and we've kind of mentioned it a little bit here, is like, there's no guarantees. Like, you get that first overall pick and okay, everybody assumes it's going to be Burrows. Yeah. But what if he's not what if he's not great? Well, like what
2: if he's not the guy? I mean, like, he then, went out then... on senior night and spelled his name with the EAUX. Uh, he spelled his name <laughs> Burrow with, in the Cajun style. So he's gonna be great. Yeah, like, there's yeah, that sure, right no there, doubt. right? And, it, well, and he's from Athens. So, I mean, you know, he's coming
1: back <laughs> home. And, you know. No, but I mean, it's just like, it, w- what's the difference, though? Like, honestly, when you're talking about the first overall pick or the second or third, like, actually, the pressure is slightly off of you. If you end up with that like second or third, here's pick the other. First pick.
2: Here's the other good thing with the Giants being the other team that's like in contention. They're they're not going to take a quarterback. They're not going to take a quarterback. Yeah, I mean, you they could end up in a forty nine er situation. On-
1: I was like, oh man, they gotta have the first overall pick so that they can get Nick Bosa. Blah blah blah. Well, then Cliff shows up in Arizona and ends up taking Murray, and we get Bosa with the second pick anyway. Right. Like, I mean, you still may end up in a situation so where— So do they
2: go—I Do they? Go, I guess that's the next question is, what do the Bengals do? You have needs all over the place. Do you go for Burrow? Do you take Chase Young with whatever
3: you, take pick you have? You take the best player, and I think it,
2: Burrow one, Young two. I mean, if Burrow
1: was for some reason gone, whatever happened at one, he was gone. Then you take Young and then you sell him as the local guy. And again, it's not like you don't need help along the defensive line. I mean, either way,
2: they're getting an Ohio connection with. Yeah, <laughs> with and pick. they're going to spin it that <laughs> Unless way, Unless they like- screw it up and they end up with like the third pick and they get nobody. And it's like, oh, yeah, I mean, you're, you're going to draft ever. Tua and he's going to be a, a broken hip forever and never play yeah, I mean, again. you
1: definitely want to get one of the first two picks, but I still think that, like, they're in the driver's seat. Like, looking at their last four games, you've got Browns twice, New yeah. England, and and the Dolphins. One of those, only one of those are you like, yeah, they've got a chance. And, again, much like the Jets, all of a sudden the Dolphins are coming on. And it's like, oh, right. well, it's not necessarily yeah, a, that's not a, a, gimme. a gimme anymore. But, you know... I, I think maybe they, at best, they split with the Browns. They're not beating the Patriots. So you're looking at maximum two wins. So you're looking at a three, three. Win. Yeah. yeah three you're looking wins. at three wins. I mean, that's still good enough for one or two. Like that's hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, I mean, you know, cause I mean, that would be Miami or
2: Washington still hanging out there with three. Sure. Wins. Although they are play in playoff contention. Right. So <laughs> who knows? They're, they're about to turn it on. Um All right, so we're all in agreement here that we're likely going to lose this weekend to the Browns, but you're saying it's going to be close. Yeah, I I'm hoping close. for my sake. And, like a non-embarrassing loss. I'm hoping for my sake that it's a nine-point loss uh, <laughs> so that I don't have to throw at the degenerate dartboard of doom. Uh, They're going to lose by eight. Joe hopes that the Browns run the score up and destroy the Bengals because he's a Browns fan and uh, we hate him. Uh Let's talk a little Red Legs hot stove action Making moves, baby. I mean, this is it. Bring on. Let's let's wait till the intro.
0: (laughs) And this one belongs to the Reds.
2: Moose is coming to Cincinnati. Uh, Mike Moustakis has been signed. Peraza was tendered and uh, is released from the team. And Moustakis gets signed to a four-year deal. Everybody is saying that the Reds overpaid, but uh, in this market, when you're a small market team, you gotta kind of overpay for for a guy like that. Um, this is a dude that I think could help the inept offense that we saw last year. He can make a uh, make an impact immediately in that in that lineup. Uh, I do think it's kind of a weird spot because he's gonna play second base, so it's in a middle infield of Mustakis and Galvis at this point, which is. A very strange duo up the middle. Well, and that's where, like, okay. So last
1: year, you know, you, Joe, and I talked about before we started this show. You know, we talked about off, even off of our show, just like what the Reds were doing because the the moves they made
2: in a vacuum, like going to the World Series, is what the Reds are doing. (laughs) Right? Like, this makes sense. This was the the and then and then
1: it proved. uh, You know, we proved right (laughs) mostly because it was just like it was largely confusing, and they just did something. You know, it seemed like, like they're just like, we, we got to do, we, we got to have our things? names in the off season hot stove. <laughs> so they did stuff. Okay. So then come into this year and then, you know, obviously they made a run towards the end of the year, but overall, what, they still finished fourth in the division. Yeah. yeah I mean, like it didn't work out how they hoped. So then you're coming in this offseason. It's like, well, where do they go from here? And I'm not saying that they shouldn't make any moves. But we touched touched on it two weeks ago, where I was like, "Why are they in conversations to bring back two former Reds?" You right. know, that like kind of don't make sense with the structure of the team. And then they pay for Mustakis, and my first thought was, "Wait a minute, they signed a third baseman who plays <laughs> first, and they don't have the DH. What? Where are they going to play him? And then, oh, they're going to play him at second base. So they're going to play a third baseman out of position at second place, but he's got a pretty good bat." Well, that's fine because they struggled to score runs. But this is another one of those moves that, and like I am much more in agreement with Joe on this one. Does he one really than have it a good bat? Year.
3: Batting two two fifty. Did you see that? Did you see
2: what the Reds did
1: last th- year? Th- yeah, I was gonna say. I was like, that's the problem. He had thirty five home runs. He would have like led the team. He, like, well, he would have been behind Suarez. I mean, <laughs> but. He, he would have easily led the team, like, you know, outside of He would
2: have been ahead of Puig. Right. Puig he would have was... been ahead of the guy that didn't finish the season with the team. <laughs> and still finished <laughs> for two Or, or Aquafina, who came
1: up and <laughs> had a cup of coffee and had all those home runs. That he, but yeah, no, no. This is one of those where I'm like Of course it, it's a it's a decent move. Like, don't get me wrong, I for the Braves, I wanted them to go after Mustakas and Grendel, and neither one ended up there, and so I'm hoping to God they sign uh Josh Donaldson. But the problem with the Reds doing this is, in a vacuum, this makes no sense. Like, they better be doing something else. And I heard rumors earlier, well, they're in on Wheeler. That would have been a good start. Signing. Well, he ended up in Philadelphia. Like, they need to also, they need to make something else. Like, if this is the only thing that the Reds do, it's another confusing move where it's like, Y'all are just trying to keep your names in the news. Like, this, like a guy that's not a natural second baseman playing second base, and people are like, well, what about when that that leave in a couple years? I'm like, well, you're still paying him, like, in between now and then, <laughs> and you still got a guy who's a third Most baseman playing only, second base. It's only a four-year
2: like, contract. Like, Votto's signed forever. <laughs> you're right. Votto's signed through 2089, signed I signed till
3: our kids can play in the bigs. Right. <laughs> so, yeah,
2: no, I mean, I just, this is one of those where I'm like, this is a real
1: wait and see because if this is the only thing they do, I think it's a horrible. Signing. I don't think it's going to be the only thing they do.
2: Like, let's. This is a team. Yeah, that... but you you, you kind of have to
1: hope it's not right because you have no idea. Because I mean, like, I definitely am hoping it's they. Not. They're not going to be in the play for Garrett Cole. They're not going to be in play but for dude, like, Anthony Rendon. They're not going to be in the... play for like Strasburg. like the biggest names. They aren't. Like they're on paper, their starting rotation we thought is okay, right? Like right. okay. The, the like, rotation it's, it's was decent.
2: Uh, the rotation was solid. It
1: was it, solid. It, it's
2: better than okay. Right. It's it's good enough to like
1: be in the conversation central. But the problem is when you look at this, and like my first thought was, does this Mustakis signing make them better than the Cubs, the Brewers, or the Cardinals? Yes.
2: <laughs> no. Because like, you know, I they, want they, them to be. Right, yeah. right, like, the answer is no. Addison Russell isn't in Chicago anymore, so yes, they're, they're. Addison Russell, like, didn't play all of last year because he was too busy hitting women. Like, I don't know. He. It-
1: Better than Chicago.
2: I don't, uh, got nothing. I have no. nothing. I'm trying to defend this, but it's, it's, you're a hundred percent right.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's just another, like, I don't have a problem with the Reds trying to win games and get better. This just seems like a weird way to do it. Like, <laughs> this is just literally, like, this is what we were talking about where it's like, well, just sign a guy and figure out things yep. with him later. Like, can he pitch? Mustakas, can you get out there every fifth day? <laughs> no? Okay. Well, I, I guess we got an opening at second. You want to play there? Sure. All right. <laughs> it's just weird. It's like, very... have a plan when you sign guys and I don't feel like they do. But I mean, you know, again, to be determined, because if they make a couple more moves in the next couple weeks, weeks, the owners meetings are coming up here shortly. Maybe they make a trade. Who knows? Maybe this doesn't look as crazy in a couple more weeks. But right now,
2: I, I don't, I'm not. A this fan. is just going. To, I'm going to make a bold prediction here that this is just the start of the crazy. There will be other (laughs) moves. There will be another move that will be like, what? After the winter meetings. Like they still signed D.D. Gregorius and we're like, well, what? After the winter winter meetings, we'll be sitting here going, I don't know what they're doing. They're just, they're (laughs) running this like they're playing the show on PlayStation. They're just like, well, we'll just take guys. We don't care. Right. Like it doesn't matter. (laughs) Defense defense, and all that other stuff. Advanced (laughs) metrics. Who cares? (laughs) Just need names. <laughs> just give me ticket sales. That's all I'm looking for. Keep me relevant enough. But to I mean, sell you some know, tickets. on a you know, just by
1: itself. Like Mike Moustakis is a good player. Like he is not, he's not a bad major league baseball it's a, player. It's thirty-five. time yeah, you go to add thirty-five guy. home runs to your lineup, you're not right. doing a bad. And job.
2: especially considering that now that Peraza's is out, it is an upgrade from Peraza. Sure, like, offensively. Right. So cool probably a step down defensively but whatever okay we'll <laughs> we'll see how that works out for us you don't have to worry about preventing runs if you're scoring none a game <laughs> like, i guess let's move on to the uh the next big story this week here in Cincinnati and that is the Crosstown shootout coming up on Saturday uh Joe hit us with some intro for this you yeah, went, went out
3: there and zipped them up at the end of the game damn straight <laughs> <laughs> no <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> I was like, he's going to
2: play. Come, Come on. on. <laughs> you got it back. To balance it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good work, good work. Uh, all right, so the shootout, <sighs> at the beginning of the year, we looked at this as, man, Xavier is coming in. They're going to be the, the team to beat in this one. Uh, UC, and then they lost to Florida. Right. They lost to Florida, uh, <laughs> did not look, they haven't looked good at all this season. There hasn't been a single game that I've been like, all right, they put it together. No, no, Lipscomb. Oh, I forgot on about Saturday. Lipscomb. On Saturday, yeah. on Saturday they played Lipscomb, Lipscomb yeah.
1: and it was the first game where it's was like, oh wow, that's what it looks like if they all play yeah. to their like full capacity. The problem is, one, it was against Lipscomb. Two, it's only been once this season. Right. Like right. all the other games, even the you know, they've only lost the one to Florida, but the all of the wins, it's just been like these are just such ill-fitting parts. Like it's like the Reds <laughs> playing <Right>. basketball. <laughs> They're like, Well, you just gotta get basketball players. It doesn't matter what position they play or how well they like fit together as a team, just get players and worry about that rest later. And you're seeing that where it's just like, Well, that's good enough to beat bad teams, right. but if you beat any Type of, or if you're playing against any type of team that's actually structured and like there was thought put into like the roster construction. Then you're gonna struggle and or lose.
2: Well, and UC had their issues. Uh, Cumberland obviously having some issues, and and uh, and they lost to BG. They did lose the Bowling
0: Green, so um, it could be that bad.
2: We we uh, Xavier at least has a better loss on the resume if we're talking college football. <laughs> lost to an regular, SEC team. Yep, all, right. all right, all right. All right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't lose to action. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, but yeah, I I just feel like
1: well, um, and and then this, you know, <gasps> I. I can't remember if we talked about this on the show or off, but this also is another reason why having this game because these two teams don't have an identity, haven't really found their way. This game being in early December. I hate it so much. I hate it so much. Stupid. This game needs to be moved back to end of January, middle of February, whatever. Like, I know there's issues with conference play and yada yada yada, but like
2: it was never a problem in the past. Why? I, yeah, is I a don't know. Like, like the
1: argument now, there's some weird thing. No, you know, it's, it, it's BS as well. Yeah, it is. but it, it's just like this game would be would benefit so much more, and it did. I mean, we've seen it in the past where it's like there's so much hype and so much more. You know, I don't know, juice to it when it's in the middle of the season versus. Oh, okay. So we just finished up all of these, you know, warm up games essentially, and now each team having its first real game being against each other in a rivalry game, but it's before conference, you know, starts. And so again, you know, and then you run into this where it's like these two teams haven't really figured out who they are, so their identities are kinda up in the air, and now you're asking them to play in this heated rivalry. Right, right. And I feel like no matter what happens in this game, yeah, Xavier should win. Like on paper, they've got the better talent. We know that anything can happen in this rivalry game you know, so if you see one but I feel like even if UC won, would we really be like, wow, that just proves that they're way better than Xavier or anything. Like it would just be like, eh, well right. it was like, Yeah, it's it just, just whatever. Um, cool. Because it's so early, like it's just another tune up game essentially. That's what it's yep. boiled it ends up becoming, and that's that's really crappy because this is one of the best rivalries in college basketball. Well,
2: I watched a little bit of that uh U C Delaware game this week and do why uh, cuz i wanted to see like i haven't really watched too much uc basketball this season so fair. i wanted to see before the shootout like Just get like, an idea of yeah. who to hate uh <laughs> fair dude cumberland is good that kid that kid can play i mean he's been good for what 3 years now three i know but it, he's like like this season i'm like dude this is a different animal than what i've yeah. seen in the past this kid what are you why are you giving me that look joe you giving me a look
3: who who would you see play
2: didn't they play? Oh, it was Vermont. My bad. Sorry. What I, did you say? I said Delaware. Uh, Vermont, Delaware. Whatever. It's, all, it's, it's a s- Northeast. New England, tiny the school. same state? Isn't yeah, a, like, sure. It's the same state. Vermont and Delaware is the same state. It's a, it, Whatever. I'm going with you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Anyways. <laughs> Cumberland looks so good, and I don't know how Xavier is going to handle him because uh, I, I don't see anybody on Xavier's roster that's really going to be able to match up with him. That's the thing, though. That's it. That's all they have to do is one guy. Like you let him get his, and that's the
1: you see. Yeah, but then but what's going to
2: happen is Cumberland's going to get his, and then Xavier is going to try to just shoot threes like they've been doing this season, and they're going to die by that arc. I I feel horrible going into this game. Like if you had asked me two weeks ago, I would have been like Xavier wins this one handily. Right now, I don't feel good about this one at all. I think UC takes this game. I, you know, I, I, I still expect Xavier
1: to win though. Like it, it won't be pretty because that's the thing. None of Xavier's wins have been pretty except for the Lipscomb win. Like what's the, the over or under in this, like? this
2: game? Oh, Have
1: they, I haven't this even is seen always if one of those.
2: This is always one of those games too, where it's like, oh, Xavier won forty to thirty-two. <laughs> like it, it's so low-scoring, it's sloppy. Do you remember? That's at least the at least it's back on campus because do you remember when it was at oh, US Bank how worst. sloppy those games were. Ugh, terrible. So at least we're back uh, on campus. Maybe that does help Xavier a little bit being back at Centos for this one. Um, but I don't know, man. I don't feel good about it. I don't feel good going into this game. Uh, I think that's just a Xavier hasn't
1: looked great, and so you're just projecting like they're gonna come up lame in this one because it's a rival game, and like that's just like I, I I think that's just it. Like Xavier shouldn't lose this game. I've even seen UC fans saying like, yeah, like this isn't this isn't the year that they're gonna do anything. Like they're expecting to lose this game. That's not to say that Xavier can't ish right. the bed. You know, or <laughs> or won't. But I mean, I'm just saying like it's like all signs point to Xavier being the better team. They have the better team on paper and they should be able to win this game. I don't think it'll be a runaway game. Because I mean yeah. they won by one point to Yukon, who's no good anymore. Like <laughs> I mean, they're squeaking Future out. Victory e right. I mean
2: they're they're <laughs> they're squeaking out wins where they shouldn't, but all right, well, let's. Uh, we'll see. Uh, next week, we're either going to be really happy uh, on the show or we're going to be really pissed off.
3: Mm.
2: I mean, <laughs> yeah. wow, Joe. Wow. <laughs> Do so. No, that was the transition to UC football. That's all. Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. We're cool, moving cool. on to UC That's football. Right. Uh, UC struggled and lost to Memphis in the AAC uh, championship game preview. Yeah, I was going to say, so, they like, tune up. So that was, it was such a weird situation that those two teams – uh, were they had their spots locked in the title game? Okay, and all they were playing for was who hosted the title game. Well, okay, and so I need to back up a little bit because
1: so coming into this year, were these two teams supposed to be in this position? Because I feel like neither no. one was. No, I and think so, uh,
2: SMU was the the big right. pick out of the AAC.
1: But too. then who else was like
3: uh UCF was. Yeah, UCF
1: yeah, obviously yeah. okay yeah duh makes right, sense right. so so it gets to this and the like Everett Golson though.
2: you can't trust Everett Golson this
1: this game just happened to be the last one of the season for both two right. teams
2: and then they also and happen they, to be yes, the best two teams yes.
1: in the conference and face <laughs> like
2: it's just one of those weird scheduling I don't know how many quirks. times that's happened where a team will have to play each other twice in a row like, like in that. any conference in college football right. like history like how many times has that happened? probably not in the many. same stadium because they UC oh, traveled really? to Memphis and whoever won that game is hosting. Um, Thing oh, so. that the A.C. Told. So now UC has to go back to Memphis to play that Wow, game. yeah.
1: I guarantee you that hasn't happened too many yeah. times. because, Well, mostly
2: because a lot of these championship games are at neutral, neutral sites. sites. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> So that doesn't happen just Very in general. Very bizarre but. situation, but they are still in position. Even after losing that game, UC does what? not lose a whole lot of ground. And, and UC, in that game, like, I watched a little bit of it. I mean,
1: they didn't play horribly. It was one of those situations where it's like Memphis just kept making like the right. extra play. It was just like, oh, well, UC got back in. It was, oh, no, Memphis scored yeah, again. Like yep. And then, oh, well, UC's back. Oh, no, Memphis scored again. Like, Memphis just kept doing just enough. They won by 10, so it's not like they ran away with it or anything. But yeah, they looked just slightly better. And I mean, you know, usually home field's only worth three points. So, I mean, if you say, if you adjust that, well, Memphis won by a touchdown or whatever. Right. So I don't think. I don't think it's like a shoe in that Memphis wins this again, but. Well, it, the,
2: the line is nine. I was gonna Memphis say. Memphis is a nine With point it being, day. with it being at home, <laughs> I'd
1: have a hard time picking against
2: them. Yeah. You know. And this is, so this is likely the game because it, when it comes to the group of five schools that are the highest ranked, you have, uh, Boise State's up there as well, but then it's Memphis and UC. Uh, Boise State is playing some garbage team in whatever conference they're in now, uh, and then, Likely the winner of this game is going to go on to the New York Six. In the Mountain but... West, or... they might still be in the Mountain West. Okay. I don't know. It's not that it doesn't matter, but I just, State I players. was just like, where is they play on a State blue State field? Day? Day. Who cares? I like the blue field. Though. Do you I really? The, I do love. The blue You're a Bluefield field fan?
1: I do. I don't like turf? any of the. Fa- I don't like any of the 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 pretenders. Afterwards, the red turf or any of that, but I do like the original. You see black turf? Yeah, no. yeah, No, no, yeah, no, 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 no. We talked about field temperature is too hot. Yeah, I mean, I was <laughs> the the stupid
2: logistics weren't why I was against it. I just thought it looked dumb in general. But uh so yeah, this is the the, the basically playing for a uh, winner goes to a New Year's Six Bowl likely so, loser probably ends up at the Belt Bowl, like we talked about <laughs> before. <Like you're, laughs> yeah. That's essentially what you're looking at here oh, in this game. That's so rough, it's like. really rough. Uh, but Joe actually asked a question uh in our group chat this week. Uh Joe what was the question that you had posed to us? You don't remember. Uh, the question Joe asked was, if you're UC, do you even want to win this game now that Alabama is looking like potentially going to the Cotton Bowl? Do you want to win your conference championship knowing you have to go to the Cotton Bowl and play a pissed-off Alabama team? Or do you want to just take the L, go to the Belk Bowl and and get your bowl win. I mean, I don't think anybody wants to take an L.
1: Like I mean, even if you know where, ultimately you've where got do a you got to And Where the face, do you want to like, take
2: the L in the conference championship game or against Bama where you could die? It's like like that's where the essentially the question uh comes up. Although I don't know if Bama ends up in the Cotton Bowl cuz Florida's ranked higher than them, so Florida could end up <laughs> Florida's ranked higher than Alabama at the moment. Yeah, I think they're I think they're like 9 right now. <laughs> That'll change by next week. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Alabama without a game is going to leapfrog Florida.
2: Well, that's true. Bama's getting in the playoffs. So yeah, it doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, we yeah, talked no, about that on the, on the show. Uh, yeah, Bama's getting into the playoffs. But, anyways, uh, yeah, I don't know where Bama is currently projected to go. Uh, but, do you want? Would you want to play Bama in the the Cotton Bowl? Who, yeah. If you're UC and you win this AAC championship game, who do you want in that Cotton Bowl? Uh,
3: so the top three would be Alabama, Auburn, or Florida. Would be God. the three that you could possibly Alabama, Florida,
1: and who? Auburn. Auburn would be I the mean, three
3: in in that cotton bowl if you win that you would play. Florida.
1: Well, yeah. I we talked we about Florida. we talked about that since the story the show. They like that, the story that's line, the storyline yeah. The The Florida rematch. Plus, I mean, out of those three, despite being ranked higher than Alabama, Florida is still the one that would be like Ah well, I mean it's you're Florida, not really right? SEC. <laughs> yeah.
3: And right now, if they lose, they would go to Birmingham, Alabama, playing the Birmingham Bowl, and either play Florida State or Boston College. Those are both winnable games. I was just going to say, a, I'm those like are you very you could winnable.
2: win against either one of those. I mean, schools. That, I would rather take Florida State in that case and get a W over than because Florida State has a better name than Boston College. But sure, I I mean, I know they're not good this year. Thanks a lot, Willie Taggart. Uh, but, yeah, I, you blame Willie, I blame the hydration. It's levels. definitely a hydration yeah, problem there. Yeah, they gotta, they gotta <laughs> drink more. And Tom Herman would be so upset with he Florida really State's would. hydration. He really would. But he's upset
1: with his own hydration level, sure so is. he can't worry about it, Florida
2: State. Leard house. That dude was just like Everybody's fired. <laughs> I'm getting rid of everybody. I'm blaming it. everybody but myself. <laughs> <laughs> all of you done, Tim Beck. Get out of here, uh, Scott. You want to do some hockey? Oh my god, let's do some hockey. Let's do that hockey. <laughs> was the rap bear horn on purpose or was that a? a that was on purpose. Okay, all right. I just I didn't know if there were buttons. Okay. Scott, give us some Cyclones updates because I have been itching all week to find out where the Cyclones are at. Bro, they won eight to one on WWE oh, night.
1: Yes. <laughs> they won eight to one. Like, in fact, it's the biggest one of the season. Seven goals and their most goals scored. Scored. They should
2: definitely petition to have WWE night every night. <laughs> Even if they don't have WWE Night, can they just get Mick Foley and Mark Henry to come to the stadium? Whatever. Like, you well, don't need.
1: You like, whatever it takes. <laughs> whatever whatever
2: juju that WWE Night gave them, like, that's what they need to it do. It was the DX helmets, wasn't it? That oh, was it. Just yeah, keep those on hand. That. Just keep the DX helmets on hand. That's yeah. all you need. Yeah.
1: But, yeah, no, so they won that. Um, they've won um, six of their last seven games, so they're playing really well. Five of the last six. Five of the last six. So I'm sorry. <laughs> can't do that hockey. Re- re- yeah, you're reading. <laughs> hard uh i mean it, they've got star wars weekend coming up next weekend so i mean another uh, another potential like big time weekend <laughs> themed weekend to just like beat the crap out of people uh they're playing my, my hometown toledo walleyes oh on one of these games and then they're they're playing the uh the, what was it the other uh, wings yeah and the other game but uh, this is the first themed night that they've done where they have back to back Games and, like, the theme night. like The other the oh, so ones you, you, were, like, we're single games. In. Yeah, like a single so it's individual night. it's like Star Wars Nights. weekend. Night, right, just right, Star right. Wars right.
2: Night. Okay, all right. What are we doing for Star Wars? Are, are there special jerseys? Are they going to wear Jedi jerseys? And then the other team is going to be uh, the Imperial. <laughs> I like that you're just sitting there reading. I was going to say, because I, like, I, <laughs> I, I didn't look at what the <laughs> oh, they, they,
1: Of course, they have
3: special two jerseys. So oh, before on Star Wars, they would wear... Uh, <clears throat> I think last year they had R2, D2, and C3PO. Oh,
2: okay. Ah. All right. Well, that's kind of – I would like to see some some Jedi, like, uh, Force versus the dark side type situation here. Also, I didn't realize it's 20 years since Episode One came out. Has it really been that long? 1990, yeah. 1999, yeah. Good Lord, man. I am old.
1: You just all praise saw epi- Jar Jar Binks. You you just saw episode one last year, though. So I mean, yeah, you're right. but I mean, I, so it's I like one year came out. It's a one year anniversary for you. <laughs> you're like, it's been twenty years. Well, I mean, if you've only seen it a year ago, like, <laughs> uh, I a number
2: people talking about it. Oh, okay, all right. No, you're right though. That's
1: probably? that is wild. I, I was, I, I got some email today, and I was like, wait, what? Oh, that's right. It said. Uh, something like end of the decade sale and i'm like what oh wait that's mm-hmm. right this this is like the end of another decade like that's how old i am i'm like it like it's no longer like even affecting me like when decades end like did you remember <laughs> the first decade that like ended where we're like aware of, like, how those things work was, you know, going into 2000. So it's, like, 99, and that was a huge deal. Yeah, dude, because all going, the computers were going to shut down. Right, we yeah, were there your Y2K died. and everything was going to end. The world was going to end. <laughs> and then even going from, you know, 2009 to 2010, there was still, like, oh, hey, you know, another decade of, like, I keep forgetting that it's, like, oh, 2020 is the start of right. a new decade, yeah. like,
2: because the... 2010s is that what they call this like i, I don't even know how yeah, this is i don't even to. know uh, yeah I, it, we can finally now say we're in the 20s like yeah we're
1: yeah. right now but like it, it'll be the roaring 20s part do <laughs> um i just hope there's no black you
3: know you, scott <laughs> scott do you know the name of the cyclones hockey goalie that had won goalie of the month
2: I bet he has a uh, foreign name.
3: Is it the dude from
2: Youngstown? Nope, not uh, the dude from Youngstown. Uh, Does he have a he, foreign last name?
3: Do you know? Do you know who the Cyclones are an affiliate of? What NHL team they're affiliates to? Mm, no, Th- that'd be the Buffalo Sabers. Ooh, are they really? Uh,
2: Sabres, so- I believe is how it's pronounced. It's the. It's. The I Sobris. feel like I should know that. <laughs>
1: I do know that they're in second place in the division. Oh, there you go, go ahead. Go, ahead, go ahead. Ahead. Uh, What? No, nope, go
2: ahead. Go ahead. I want you to say it. Go ahead. Read uh, it. Read it. Uh,
1: Uko P- 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 Pekka Lukonen. L- L-
2: L- there are so many what? Has- <laughs> letters in that? They,
1: like <laughs> that name looks <laughs> like something in a Star
3: Wars.
2: Like that's a Star Wars character's name. They got Mace Windu. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what is the... Sh-
3: Uko Pekka Lukonen?
2: Ukapekka Lucanan You could have given me 12
1: hours to get
3: that and I probably wouldn't have gotten well, it. Well, it
2: took you 12 hours to try to say it the first time. I know.
1: <laughs> uh, I'm going to need them to start Sean Romero every game. I got that one. Even Michael Hauser, I'm okay with,
3: but Jesus, don't Since- start.
1: Wait, 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 hold on. Birthplaces, is- what? <laughs> like,
3: what is that? Since coming from the Sabres, he has six wins in his nine contests and a 9.3 but- save. But- Place the, where is that? It what? says Espoo, Espoo. Okay, just look at the name. Where Where do you think he's from? Czechoslovakia, Finland. Okay, uh, so yeah, so one of those. I'm like, I, but I one mean,
1: why do they put Espoo, Finland? Like, they just put Espoo. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I'm supposed to know. <laughs> Has been this hockey talk? Uh, that wow, that's some good hockey talk. Hey, they're in second. They're second in
2: the division, fourteen five and two, killing it. Uh, is that is that yeah? Not I read case that. Anymore? I read that right this time. Wait, Joe's shaking his head. What? No, what? They're, they dropped to third. Oh,
1: <laughs> wait, because well, did somebody play? Oh, they were in second place when I looked it up. This wait evening. a second,
2: they're behind the Americans. So that's. I feel like you can't. Wait, you have to lose to which. That a better team. question is. Allen? Where the hell is Allen? Uh didn't Billy Joel write a song about that? I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know. I've never heard of
1: Allen. Like all of these players or all of these places. You've got Allen, Rapid City. And then I, I recognize places like Fort Wayne, Idaho, Toledo, Wichita, Tulsa, Wheeling, Utah, you know. But Allen? <laughs> I think I'm supposed to know where that's at? Is it next to
2: Espoo? <laughs>
1: is it in Finland?
2: <laughs> Hit that again, Joe.
3: Good. So oh, real good. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well done. Perfect. Uh, that was some good hockey talk. Uh, Star Wars weekend. That's a big weekend. You got to win on Star Wars with weekend. With that goalie. <laughs> that goalie's got to play every game. Mace Windu, man.
3: He's so good. Uh, Ain't no black goalies. <laughs> uh, Patrick's brother is a goalie.
2: I'm not in minor league hockey. (laughs) (laughs) Played for the Knights, right? Is he still with the Knights? I think so. Fair enough. All right. This has been a super fun show, everybody. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Be sure to share out the show. Uh, Let all of your Cincinnati fans know we clearly know what the hell we're talking about, at least when it comes to the Cyclones. We may not know what we're talking about when it comes to the Bengals, Reds, UC, or Xavier, but we got that Cyclones talk on lock, baby. Uh, so be sure to share out the show. Help us out. Uh, you can follow the show in between at Crafty Sports. You can follow Scott at K underscore junior. Follow me at Mike Brown. Follow Joe at goalie 4 Hit up the drunk line 440-37-DRUNK with any of your smoking hot Cincinnati takes. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Cheers, everybody. Peace, we out.
3: Goodbye.